the coolest thing that we've learned is that most of the planets we're finding so far are the sorts of planets we don't have in our solar system. So they're kind of between Earth and Neptune in size. And we don't know whether they're just big rocks like Earth scaled up or little ice giants like Neptune scaled down. It's this type of planet which we just don't have and they're everywhere. There's millions of them. Talking to people about dark matter and neutrinos can be funny. Surely you're joking. Hopefully, yes. What a wonderful universe. Welcome to Surely You're Joking. I'm your host, Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson. Today we have a very special uh, reunion because Owen Benjamin is back with us. Hey, back, Owen. Back in business. Yeah, hey. Uh, Griff is here. He's <laughs> steady like a rock. Yep, very and loyal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, people even commented on that. They said, wow, Griff will sick through anything. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he's in Romania, he's here. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people have been asking about uh, the big story in the news recently about um, many, many planets being discovered. So we have uh, Dr. Jesse Christensen from the Kepler experiment. She's going to tell us all about it. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Woo! By the way, Griff, your, your, spouse, your hour should be called When in Romania. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. That was a stupid joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm coming out Are of the you, gate. Do you have that planned? Or is that, that no, when you just right said now. Romania, when you just say it's usually in Romania, I'm like, well, when in Romania? <laughs> and that usually involves, you know, decapitation. <laughs> Then it's a fun podcast. <laughs> Starting off strong. It's going real so far. Oh, yeah. So well. All right, let's talk about some planets. Planets. So what is the big story? I normally summarize it and take all the fun out of it, but I didn't even have a chance to do that. So no worries. 1,200 planets? 1,284. Wow. Are they on Zillow yet? Can we rent property? <laughs> a few of them might be. Nice. Oh, Obama did just sign a new law that says, well... We already have a treaty that says no one can own a heavenly body, as they're called. Uh, you can now mine from a heavenly body and own what you mine. So Interesting. Yeah. I just have the rights <laughs> to do something you can't do. So we're, we're going to get on obtainium. Well, you, can, you just can't own the thing that you're mining on. But how it's, does that work? No space wars are going to come out of that. So clearly. you can mine, but you can't own what you're mining. No, you can, mine, you can own everything you extract. But how do you but get not on the it? Land. But how do you oh, get no, on you it? You don't. You well, don't. That makes no, no sense. Yeah, no. If, if you turn this rock into ore, you own the rock essentially, but only once it's ore. But how do you get on there to make it the ore and get the ore if you don't own it? You can land on it. You can land on anything. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, the owner, the treaty says that anyone can land on it. That's the point. Is that the ownership? You have to beat everybody else there. Yeah. Right. Once yeah. you get there and start, you know, Bruce Willising it, then you're fine. Bruce oh, Willising oh, it. Like nice. You think that's common? How far away are these planets? So the planets we're talking about that Kepler discovered are thousands of light years away. The rocks that Kevin is talking about are asteroids in our solar system, which are only, only millions of miles away. We talking about Andromeda? How far away are these planets <laughs> what, what, that you discovered? Isn't that like, what, is that, is that our closest one? No. That's the I next just, solar system. Ne no. Next <laughs> galaxy. <laughs> is that the next gal galaxy? Yes. Yeah, galaxy. Yeah, yeah so we're in the I mean. Milky Way, right. which is 60,000 light years across. Ah. Andromeda is many hundreds of thousands of light years that way. I'm pointing for everybody who can't see me. Wow. Uh, as if I know where Andromeda is in the sky right now. 
Um, and the planets we're talking about are, are relatively nearby on those scales. They're thousands of light years away, not tens of thousands of light years away, which would be the other side of our galaxy, or hundreds of thousands of light years away, which would be Andromeda. They're right. Both, they're pretty close. Groove, uh, I hate that I laugh to you because it makes me look like an asshole that I am, but... It's yeah, you so I'm just not used to not <laughs> understanding those scales. And so I have to, when you were telling him the numbers, I think you have to remember that what he hears is you're like saying like, oh, well, those are miles away and those are miles away. I mean, is that right? Like just the numbers don't. That's exactly how I sounded. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. people not know the expression "when in Rome"? Because that's what I was doing. I know that. I got the, I got the <laughs> joke. I got the joke. Because if you don't know "when in Rome," what I said didn't make any sense. He's still stewing on it. I had to film it in Romania. And his name was Vlad the Impaler. I mean, he didn't. Ah, whatever. Hey, there's a good movie about him. What's it called? I mean, it's okay movie. It's about the legend of Dracula. It's called the Welshman. It's the Welsh guy. It's supposed to be. Like historically, is it, is it called accurate-ish. the Big Short? No, it's in ah, Romania. about vampires. Let's get back. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Being, let's get back to planets. Planets. <laughs> so how, how how do you find the planets now? Like how, what is the way? Because you can't possibly see them because they're so far away. So how do you do it? That's right. So we actually find them by looking at their effect on the star that they're going around. So we actually measure the brightness of these stars continuously for years and years and years, and we wait for the planet to come between us and the star, and it blocks a little bit of the light. It's called a transit, and Mercury just transited like a week ago, which is yeah. fantastic for helping me explain what transits are. And that's like, I, that's I like, got everyone excited to go see it. I was like, oh, it's going to be at 4 p.m. I brought my telescope, bought a new alpha filter, oh, and then no, I realized no. 4 meant 4 a.m., no, and no. I, <laughs> it wasn't even visible here. But, yeah. you know, what, that's what, cool. When in Rome. When you in know. Romania. What does it mean when Mercury's in retrograde? What is retrograde? I don't even... It's going <laughs> to ask a lot of dumb questions today. Isn't that when like it, sh- it goes, starts going the other way based on like your relative position of viewing it? That's right. So Mercury's going around the sun. Well and we're going around the sun. And sometimes we're going this way and Mercury looks like it's going backwards because of the way we're going past it. So it's not actually, Mercury doesn't actually change direction. It looks like it changes direction, like as Owen said. If you're driving 30 miles an hour and a bike is going 20, it looks like it's going in reverse. But in fact, it's because you're going 30 when in Romania. <laughs> that's, your that's your catchphrase for everything. Yeah. Tag everything with that. Uh, uh, what's great about this, the retrograde part, though, is that that is a huge part of how physics was basically invented, was to help explain that kind of problem. Because a big way people understood the universe is they thought all these planets were on spheres going around the earth and that was one of the things that made it really clear that they weren't was because things that are on spheres and go around the earth should probably just keep going right. <laughs> like the way the moon does you know the moon just goes around so. you ever like miss those days when when people just thought the earth was the middle like does that just sound easier <laughs> i don't think so. no here's why because i think that's still true it's just what we think is the middle has gotten bigger like it, it's we're but right now. Nothing's revolving around us. We got well, the moon, some dust. No, but like right now, we're starting to realize there's a possibility that our universe is part of a multiverse, and that's kind of like this. It's like Just over and over. Anytime we've discovered something far away, we've pretty quickly discovered that that was not, you know, even that is a smaller piece of something bigger. Like uh, you mentioned Andromeda, the discovery of Andromeda was one of the things that made us realize. Uh, a lot of people thought that uh, I think it was Hubble. That did this. A lot of people thought the universe was our galaxy. They thought that you know all stars outside of it were were the 
you know, just we are this island of stars in right. infinity. And then Andromeda being able to see it and realize that's an entire separate galaxy that looks just like ours was like a huge awakening. Like, oh, crap, there's like an identical thing right there in the sky. Yeah, so every huge scientific discovery should just be called the next buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where the buzzkill is a cure for cancer. That's a good point, though. You know, yeah. you guys can do some good work. Yeah, but then you need a cure for death. Right. Just keep She's absolutely around. right. You cure cancer, then right. what do you, what's we next? We also come up with ways to give people cancer. So, you know, it's a, it's it's a balance. Cycle. Two yeah. steps forward, one step back. Right. in Romania. So, Jesse, you were you were saying earlier when you were coming back to the country of immigration, what were they telling you? you they found out you were, uh, you, you, you know, tell us a story. Right. So, I'm Australian, and I travel to and from the U.S. a lot. One of the times I was coming back in, uh, I was going through immigration and you know everybody's very impatient it's been a long line this guy is just kind of stamping passports angrily and he gets to me <laughs> and he's like you're an astronomer and I'm like yeah and I expect I generally expect excitement or enthusiasm as a response to that most people are like oh astronomy that's so cool you know what about aliens and I have to go like <laughs> no no aliens um, but this guy, he responds with, astronomy, that's so stupid. How do you believe anything you see? And I'm, Are you serious? Yeah, and I stop for a second and I try to be generous, right? I'm like, maybe he thinks I'm doing astrology. Maybe. Oh, right, right. So I try to correct him a bit. I'm like, oh, um, do you think I do astrology? No, no, astronomy. And he's like, no, no, astronomy. You know, like you say, the sun is five billion years old. How can you possibly believe that? <laughs> and at that awesome. point, you know, this guy can or cannot let me into the country at his own discretion. Oh. He's holding my passport in his oh. hands. I've just gotten off a 10-hour flight from Europe, and I'm not going to argue with him. I'm not going to tell him that right. he's the one who I think is a bit stupid right now. <laughs> so I'm just like... Yeah, you have a really good point. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then I just stand there and wait till he stamps my passport. Like, do you have anything oh. to declare? It's like, yeah, I declare you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All of this is happening inside my head. They have so much power, those people. Oh, coming into the country. That guy was wielding it. Like, like it's like, how it. do you yeah. believe? That's... <laughs> He wanted me to prove the entire field of astron astronomy to him there at that point. And there's people behind you waiting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a long flight. Yes. Yeah. Didn't God. prove it. You must be wrong. Yeah, what if he was like, he had to explain all, everything you've learned before you get in. Right. That's the only way. It's like passing a test to get into this country. That's ridiculous. Can they do statistical odds on whether or not there's multi-celled organisms on these new planets? Because so far we've only discovered one, right? So it's kind of hard to do a graph. Right. So the best statistics we can do is that on Earth, single-celled life arose very quickly after the surface was habitable. Right. Uh, making air quotes because habitable is such a loosey-goosey term and all scientists will just go and, you know, have a water fight over it. A little too early, as we talked about on this podcast before. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you've covered it already. Um, <laughs> I don't need to introduce that whole field. Um, but after that, it was billions of years before multi-celled life arose. So yeah, And they say it's only happened once, like that, that shift of, like, getting mitochondria and all the alleles and stuff. Like, that's the odds of it happening are so low, right? Right. Oh, and there's some news about that this week. They found the first eukaryote which is like us not uh eukaryote yeah we're the big division in cellular life is prokaryotes and eukaryotes and uh all eukaryotes were thought to have mitochondria and they found one without one what is a species it? i don't know it's some microbe that just i don't know does not have sorry i didn't read the article you gotta you can't you can't do that kevin i <laughs> I skim a lot of headlines, I'll be honest. So I, what, if I, you, what do we know my... about all these, these 1,284 planets? You know, do, we, do we know much about them? Or? 
Well, the coolest thing that we've learned is that most of the planets we're finding so far are the sorts of planets we don't have in our solar system. So they're kind of between Earth and Neptune in size. And we don't know whether they're just big rocks like Earth scaled up or little ice giants like Neptune scaled down. It's this type of planet which we just don't have and they're everywhere. There's millions of them. Wow. Is that just because of the bias of Kepler towards finding that kind, or is there actual statistics on? So that's a really the good question. Uh, it's you. easier to find <laughs> it's easier to find Jupiter-sized things than it is to find Neptune-sized things, just because of the relative sizes. And there are many, many, many more. We call them super Earths or mini Neptunes, depending on where your funding comes from. Yeah. Um, uh, Owen stands out in a crowd for that same reason. Yeah. Right. Very tall. Right. Very tall. So there's fewer Owens and. More but in Sweden, I don't stand out as much. <laughs> It's all relative. That's what you, we learned. You are so ordinary. That's, That's my like attempt. Great Swedish accent. accent. <laughs> Thank you. How would you say it? Go IKEA right now. Do an IKEA. Uh, you the dress people, like an IKEA. The, guy, anyone so. listening from Stockholm, you know this is. Uh, they they almost sound like they're when they learn American English. It's not much of an accent. Because <laughs> it's perfect. I want to apologize to anyone listening in IKEA <laughs> or Sweden right now. <laughs> The thing about IKEA, though, is it doesn't save you any money if you factor in time. (laughs) No, none. Well, that's why it's perfect for grad students who have no money but more time. That's a good point. Uh Talking about that fourth dimension, though, huh, guys? Time. Yeah. Do you think we're ever going to be able to travel these distances? Us? The four of us sitting here at this table? No. Why not? Why not the four of us? (laughs) That really bummed me out. I'm sorry. Because the technology's not there, and it doesn't look like it'll be there in the next 50 years. But I can't say that in the next 500 years we won't discover something. Maybe we can do something cool with wormholes. Yeah, theoretically, can you change that or no? Sean Carroll claims he thinks we're going to live for... Nearly he just forever. said that with confidence, like, "Yeah, we already yeah. we can for sure live for it." He just said that like yeah. it's a thing. Oh yeah, it's a How? thing. How are we gonna do that? I yeah, I don't know, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> yes, we're gonna do it. He just right. said I'm it like it's so a confident. matter of fact thing. Well, well, the he's the Donald Trump. He's the right? Donald Trump of science. Yeah. <laughs> he just makes strong statements and doesn't have to back it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, no, we're definitely gonna live forever. How? <laughs> Make life great again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make life great awesome. again. <laughs> Is oh, there water cool. on these planets? That's a really excellent question, too. Um, Some of them are the right temperature that they could have water, and those are the ones we're most excited about. But as yet, we don't know if any of them actually have water. That's the habitable zone? That's right. I love that word. Yeah. It's two words. The Goldilocks zone. Not too hot, not too cold. Oh, interesting. How does this process go from when you discover these planets all the way to researching and finding out things? I mean, how how does that process work? (laughs) How do you find something? How do you find science? science? (laughs) How do you do do science? so cool that you guys do your thing with the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of that uh, Chris Farley sketch. Remember back in the day? It's like, remember when, when Paul McCartney, like everyone said you were dead? You're not dead, right? (laughs) <laughs> like, remember that? And yeah, would be great. like, no, I'm not dead, Chris. He's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like, do you guys have to watch these things for hours on end, and does that hurt your eyes? <laughs> so Kepler is a spacecraft. It's a right. one-meter spacecraft uh, up in space, um, and it spent four years staring at this one patch of stars uh, continuously, basically continuously, looking for these planets. Kind of so creepy. What- <laughs> it's a bit of a peeping time there. Right. <laughs> Um, so what Kepler did was find really exciting candidates for us to go and look up with better telescopes, bigger telescopes, like Hawaii and Chile, the giant ground-based telescopes. 
those only can only look at one star at a time, so we needed Kepler to tell us which stars had the planets. Then we can mm. go look at those stars in much more detail with a huge telescope and look for things like water in the atmosphere. You brought up something interesting, though, about being peeping toms or whatever. Uh, once somebody, I don't remember who, so I can't attribute this, but somebody brought up a really interesting point, which is that they say if we're really going to look for alien signals coming to Earth, because we now know that Kepler makes only these planets that make transits mm -hmm. visible, somebody said we should be focusing on the planets that we're our transit is being, you know, stars that uh, the Earth goes in front of because then we know that they know we're, we have a planet. Right. Interesting. And actually, we're doing exactly that with the Kepler follow-up mission. So Kepler broke a few years ago. Cheap parts. NASA doesn't have much of money Oh, yeah, these the, days. the gyroscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bought so, from Ikea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ikea, Kepler. <laughs> Again, apologies to all so, of you. So the spacecraft can now only point in a certain direction, but that happens to be the direction that is where stars would see us transit if they had planets around them. That's awesome. Um, and so, so far we know of two planets where if there was life on those planets, they would be able to see us transit. That's amazing. Do you think and we're lonely as a species? Like, why do we want to know? Is it because we're inquisitive, or do you think we're lonely? I think inquisitive. What do you guys think? Because I, I think so, yeah. it, mine's a little loneliness. Like, I'm like, oh, I really hope I see an alien one day. Yeah. But I see millions of people. It's, why do I need more? Yeah, especially if you go to Ikea. You cannot feel lonely when you're <laughs> in Ikea. What it's is impossible. it? Like, why do we... Because what would happen then? Let's say we find aliens, and we're like, no way. Hey, guys. Do we need more at that point? My worst fear is that when we find life, and I'm pretty sure we will in the next 25 years, just like NASA said, people are going to so immediately not give a shit. It's huh. going to be really depressing. It's just like money. It's, it's like money. It's just like money. dream since a child is like the greatest quest. And then literally there will be a politician saying it was a waste to even bother finding out within right. a month. Well, it'll be healed on CNN for like a, a day. As a scientist, it is kind of depressing because the first follow-up question to all of these exciting planet announcements that I've been on over the last six years is, can we go there? And I'm right. always like, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it kind of deflates me a bit. But, but it tells the same us thing happens in the entertainment business. It's like, oh, I was on a sitcom for three years. It's like, where can I see it? It's canceled. And everyone's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, no, it's really cool that I did that. <laughs> like, what do you mean you're I know sorry? He's told me a lot. It is really cool. He assures me. But. Yeah, it's almost like an emotional Ponzi scheme. Where unless you're getting more and more and more, people get bummed out quickly. Meeting celebrities is like that, too. You, uh, you've been doing that forever. But, you know, at first you're all excited about it. And now I really couldn't care. I mean, I, and, and it's the same when we I like that you said Facebook. couldn't care. It's a huge pet peeve of mine when people say I could care less because that means you care. Yeah. I know. I don't know why people say that. Be like, I could care less. It's like, like okay, that means you care. care less. Yeah. The meaning is the opposite. Yeah. You didn't take one second to think about what just came out of your mouth. Yeah, I'm a very precise guy. Anyway, now, I, think, but I think the point is that millennials are ruining science. And I that think so every, too. Every You're a millennial. Along with everything else, I'm, they're I'm ruining. kind of on the border. I'm on the border. I'll, I'm older than I look. Hmm. You're like a millennial day walker. Right. Like you're like you're right on the on the. Get your foot in one door. Yeah. That's right. I dabble occasionally. You have the wisdom of the. What, what's the other one? What's the slightly older one? X. The baby boomer. Gen X. That's me. Gen X. Yeah. Baby boomer. Yeah. yeah. Well, baby boomers are way older. Yeah, she's not a baby no, boomer. No, my mom's a baby boomer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm Gen X. But the problem is now we have to make these planet announcements in these giant gluts. Like one planet's not enough anymore. You need 1,200 planets to get excited. <laughs> That's That's hilarious. hilarious. I had to, I had to tell you about my friend Peter. I had to say that just to get you excited. It was like uh, he invent, he helped discover like 
thousands of Do you think planets. it's because of movies, planets, though? Right. Movies already <laughs> have in our minds that we've been to planets, so that, like, reality is always staggered. You think uh, that's what it is? Well, it's, it's related to a whole chain of philosophy. <laughs> we should get this person who studied this for happiness. There's, like, these scientists who study, but there's this thing called the hedonic treadmill. And I think science oh, yeah, discoveries yeah, yeah. are like that. It's like yeah. technology follows, everything follows it. It's like the new normal always makes you disappointed with what you have. Hollywood's it's, ruined us because we see all these cool alien movies and spaceships. And then when we discover some, it's, it's going to suck compared well, to all the cool stuff we've seen in the movies. I don't think it's just Hollywood, though. I mean, science announcements are happening at an incredible rate right now. The science yeah. is like crushing right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's hot. I was really glad I went back to Caltech because a lot of exciting things happened. When Were you here for the LIGO announcement? Yes, we had Kip Thorne the day they knew, but didn't tell the public. Ah. And gravity waves. Yeah. Oh, the he knew episode, that day. Yes, that was. The, I looked up the date afterwards. because then they revealed when they uh, they found it. Guy. He knew. Yeah, he had just he had come from. Remember, he said, "Oh, I have to go to another LIGO meeting." That was what the meeting was about. Really? Yeah. He's, I sensed it. I just didn't want to call him out. Well, he kind of mentioned it. He <laughs> kind I, I of felt, mentioned it. He said there was an waves. important... Like he said, we unlocked the box, or we're unlocking the box, and... Right, you didn't realize yeah, literally just, that day. This yeah, is what really you get pissed about, about me, though, is when I say, what are the implications, you, like, will freak out. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. like, with you, can we get there? That's his button. When I go, so what, what does that mean for us? And then he's like... How dare you I'll throw a pint <laughs> at the wall? It throws water because at it. Because it happens with yeah. nuclear physics all the time, like particle physics, because people are like, what's the point of that? And they're like, I don't even understand how that doesn't have its own point. The point is that it's fucking awesome. That's yes. the point. <laughs> right. Just finding out the answer. Well, well said, Ozzy. It's fucking awesome, and, and that's the point. And then later, <laughs> it's stuff like, oh, in all of the technology that we'll be building for the next 500 years. That is then, that's like, okay, right. yeah, yeah, you'll... Get us to but, other planets. But I think the average person can't join the glee because they don't know the words you're using. Yeah. That's why yeah, I think, Kevin. like, when people are like, what does that <laughs> mean? And you're like, God damn it, it's not about making money. I'm like, no, I don't know what a fucking neutrino is. Yeah. Like, say that it's something that can pass through matter with no charge, and then I'll be excited. But just the word doesn't get people fired up. Right, yeah. Yeah, I thought a neutrino was a cereal when he told me. <laughs> and then you put a neutron in a box for an hour? You yeah. gotta say why that's insane. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that's And then make it an hour and a half. <laughs> Actually, that's one of the reasons I started working on planets, because they're so tangible. You can right. go outside and point and be like, that's Jupiter. I study those. That's how I got into it. Yeah, okay. that's cooler. Uh, we talked about water. Isn't it possible, <laughs> though? I don't know if Kepler can do this or an upgrade. Isn't it? Po can we see sunsets, too, on these planets? Because they, they go in front, but they have their atmosphere. Kevin's such a romantic. Too, so. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> so, yeah, as the planet passes in front of its star, its atmosphere lets some of the starlight through. So mm -hmm. we actually, that's how we measure water. If there was water in the atmosphere, it would block out some of the light. You don't want to call it a sunset. You're not that romantic. Like, All right, I'm fine. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so d can Kepler do that? or can No, so Kepler just finds the dips. It doesn't have any spectrograph or anything on board that would break the light up into the wavelengths to see like water, for instance. Oh, okay. What limits your ability to see stuff? Like, why can't you theoretically just keep zooming in? Like, what's, is it like dust? It's money. Really? Oh, yeah. so you could theoretically get closer? So, like, for instance, NASA's building the James Webb Space Telescope, which is launching next year, maybe the mm. year after. Uh, and it's, we're going to have it's a guest. A little. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a six-and-a-half-meter mirror in space, which is going to see 
much further and much, in much more detail than we've ever seen before. So that's going to unlock a bunch of these things that we just can't do now because we don't wow. have the facilities. And it took all the money. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it made a lot of people. Who's James Webb? The guy uh, he was who a NASA administrator for, for a long time. <laughs> but, but if it, I was a billionaire, why wouldn't why wouldn't more billionaires do stuff with their money like that? Like, how many they, cars do you need? Because they get, the, despite what they say, philanthropists always want it to have repercussions in their lifetime. They say that's not true, but it but it is. Oh, you want to see? Although, actually, no, I'm totally wrong. The biggest telescope on Earth right now is the Keck telescope. That's named after Keck, W.M. Keck. Right. Um, so that was a billionaire. Named he, after him as well. Yeah, he's everything's named after him. Okay. Yeah. How much did he donate? He's just well, I don't know. A billion. A Lots of I money. Mean, Sesame Street public. I mean, he was a real hardcore. Uh, that's the way to do it because that's the next that's level. The Carnegie Observatories is Carnegie. Oh right, 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 right. That Carnegie. Yeah, because then they start competing because because Carnegie and Rockefeller start competing over like who is a better dude. And that's when things got exciting. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because they acquired they what is now like a trillion dollars. Like Rockefeller's worth modern day a trillion dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so him and Carnegie at that point were like, all right, who's better now? And Carnegie's like, libraries. And Rockefeller's like, Rockefeller Center. Why aren't people doing that with space? Yeah, we should well, get competitive. Uh, Elon Musk Elon. kind of is. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what, that's a, what SpaceX is all about. He says he's going to send a, like a rocket to Mars like in 2018, which I think is completely You think he's going to do did it? You watch, <laughs> did you watch it when they landed yeah, the yeah. drone on the seaship? Uh-huh. That was that was, that was so crazy. Cool. I thought it, it looked was like cool. it was in I'm reverse. I'm biased against him. He bugs me a little bit. I, Why is he bugging? If he wants to argue with that, though, he's welcome to be a guest on. Why Shady is he bugging? Joe you don't like South Africans? Is that your problem? No, that's not my oh. problem. No, <laughs> taking shots. <laughs> shots fired. No, I just I think he gets more credit than he's a very smart guy, but I think he gets slightly more credit than he deserves. Explain yourself. Uh, well, he <laughs> what are the implications most, of that. Yeah, what are the implications of this? He bought most of the technology in, in the Tesla. Um, yeah, he, he created it with money. He a lot of the I do that all the SpaceX, time. A lot of that. I would, built my house with money. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I paid someone else to do it, but I built it with money. In everything I did a billionaire myself. does, there's some Trumpiness where you put a stamp on it, and then there's some actual uh, generating. And all businesses have to be. It run would be by like that. if a comic had someone sense. else write all the jokes but got all the credit, and yeah. it would bother and you. So if you knew a comic and you're just like, dude, that I mean, yeah, he's funny, but. It, you know, I really know this other guy writes all his jokes or something, right? That would you wouldn't. That's that... how Kevin feels about Elon Musk. Yeah, a little bit. A little really? Bit. Yeah. But he invented PayPal. Yeah. Well. Okay. Did he have guys do all that, or did he actually design and create all of that? That. Well, his first, this is where it gets tricky because a lot of billionaires they have one very good success, and then after that, once you have money. It's not hard to do a lot of good things with money, and then they keep getting all this credit. So he for wrote that his stuff. first hour, but now he has writers, and that's what bothers you. It does, I really <laughs> dug myself in a hole. Here. Yeah, you did. <laughs> You're taking shots. If you come at the king, you best not miss. <laughs> Look, it's just there's a lot. A lot of people are putting a lot of faith in him that he can deliver on this Mars thing, and I don't want society to get their hopes up. Okay, it's like yeah, NASA's already crushed them so many times. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he promises a lot of things. Some of them are grandiose, and I just don't want people to think everything he touches is gold because that has happened before, and it does cause crashes, and it causes it can wreak havoc. Because right now, a lot of the money is going to that. He's doing fine. 
And also NASA's not relying on them, by the way. So NASA agrees with me. They have a they have a no, their own program to go to Mars the the way they've been doing it for a long time. Hashtag Jenny Demas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, there was a big story on it it's on CNN. Um, two former Serial Joking guests were interviewed about it. Andy Weir and uh, I forget who the other one was. Was it the dude who built the rover? Uh, no. That's Steltzner. Yeah, it might have been. Steltzner. Yeah, Adam Steltzner. Was. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. But isn't it easier if you want to see Mars to just go to Arizona? <laughs> well, that's where that biohab unit is, right? They have this, you know, enclosed space where people have lived for a year. and. That's in Arizona? I think it's in Arizona. That's, it's in, is this uh, the one where they're Arizona locked up like. like they're on Mars, yeah. but with none of the glory already? Yeah, that's the weirdest experience. It's like, hey, this is like the, we have to know if somebody can do this on Mars, but you're not going to be the one after, to do after it. After reading and watching The Martian, I don't want to go to Mars. <laughs> it just looks terrifying. Did you see the announcement? No. Andy Weir got a personal invitation from Congress to testify about whether the U.S. should and how we should go to bars. <laughs> wow. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. What's he going to say? Uh, I don't know. Like, you guys know I wrote a book, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, he just smacks fiction. down the book. Movies like... aren't real life, but... <laughs> yeah, he's like, I was writing engineer porn, and uh, people really liked it. Because that's what it was. It's people that love linear problem solving. Of course, this is a Congress, so they might be just like, okay, what is Mars? That's what they do, and then they brag what about the not knowing. What of Mars? It's like, I'm a normal person who doesn't understand space. What is this? You know, have you, have oh, you ever heard of the customs guys? Like, you know all of Mars is a lie, right? <laughs> Mars I can't believe really that guy. Everyone's got to know that the sun, at least, is what it is. I mean, you can debate the multiverse. What's the debate? There's the multiverse, and what's the other thing? Oh, it's not even a debate right now, because there's not enough information. You can't prove it either to, way. Yeah, there's no... People are even exploring the possibility that we would even be able to find out. Do you watch The Flash? Someone... I haven't watched The Flash. Someone pointed out LIGO might allow us to know, because... Uh, Kip Thorne pointed this out, because gravity waves might leak out of wormholes from other universes. Wow. What? That's gnarly. But that's a How very... How do you find a wormhole, thing. though? Uh, source of gravity waves that shouldn't be making them. Have they found wormholes? That's in the original treatment of interstellar. No, they haven't. That would be huge. Although that would be, be huge for one day, and then everybody, like, hey, what's, whatever. Yeah. Let's go right. back to Kardashians. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Why are people so stupid? <laughs> I'm asking the real questions. <laughs> I don't think people like to use their brain. It's too much work. You know what? Also, people, sometimes it's better if they're not using their brain. That's my personal opinion. I... There's some people I want to just like, hey, just uh, just get your Cardassians on, because because some people do bad things when they when they get worried too much. You know, like what? I Sounds think it's like an you, instant. <laughs> I think it's an instant gratification sort of thing. Like using your brain, there's no immediate like, you know, happy center of your brain tickling off if you're just trying to think about a hard problem. Whereas if you're watching Kim Kardashian's boobs go up and down, maybe the happy center of your brain is doing something fun. So, but what if she was on Mars with her boobs going up and down? I then feel we can like do experiments with gravity on Mars. Please do we send worlds. the Kardashians to Mars. I <laughs> volunteer them. Do you I don't hate care the Kardashians or not. Uh, I don't not. Yeah, hate strong. I mean, my I favorite response is my father-in-law, who was just, "What's a Kardashian?" And like that should be everybody's response <laughs> to, to that question. No one should know or care what the Kardashians wow. are. He's don't ever let him go on jury duty. He's going to be put on every big case in the. <laughs> he believes in astronomy, though. So oh, we've okay. got that going oh, for us. That's what my wife does too. And she was in, she's an engineer, she's, and she still believes in it. In astronomy? She's just like, well, yeah, there's, it shouldn't be that, but, I mean, 
This is what Walter acts like. You're doing like, astrology, though. You that's switch. what I mean. Oh, you yeah, 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 yeah. astronomy. Yeah, astronomy. Astrology. I was like, she's an engineer. <laughs> she doesn't even work with stars. No, but astrology. She literally <laughs> believes in it. Circles are only in space. She thinks math is real. I'm like, come on. You're the mother of my child. You know that's wrong. Sorry, guys, for making a mistake. My bad. She's like, you're, like, you're perfect. That's right. Like, you're perfect, Griff. I'm far from perfect. Um, Do you mind telling us a little bit about this rescue of Kepler? Because that was a really exciting story. I don't remember all the details, but it, the gyroscope Saving, saving private Kepler? But maybe for a while, that people thought it was going to be lost, right? Yeah. Like, really lo- like a really expensive uh, down-the-drain project. Yeah. Well, no one wants to be on that. I think we were going to be able to save face because it had gone its original mission. And, you know, NASA oh, cares right. about, yeah. you know, checking that box that you achieved your original mission. Right. Right. So we were in the extended mission. So that was kind of the saving grace that we were already past our original lifetime of four years. Like a month past, but past. Okay. <laughs> That's all that matters. I love how they make these short warranties now yeah. in NASA. Seriously. <laughs> so awesome. Like the rover was supposed to be like... Like three days or something. Yeah. And then it's, We're not promising anything. Yeah. We're going to get to the surface and sit. Anything else is bonus. Um, so, so Kepler had four wheels to point it in space to keep it pointed at these stars that we were looking at. And uh, there were four because they needed some redundancy. You actually only really need three. So a year into the mission, one of them broke, which everybody had a minor heart attack, but that's okay. The point of redundancy is that you only needed three. Griff but needs now seven, was, by the way. No uh, but then four years into the mission, just after we had moved into the extended mission, the second wheel broke. And now we had no way to keep us pointed in space the way we needed to be to look at like these stars. Wobbling or um, so just... we do have thrusters, but they use fuel very fast. There's not a lot of fuel on board. So uh. there was a way to use the thrusters to point it at Earth. So basically we occasionally contact the spacecraft to check on it. And sometimes when we check, it's basically gone into the spacecraft equivalent of fetal position. It's like pointing towards Earth, going, Help, help, help. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we found it like this and it was like, Oh, okay, what do we let's let's assess, like get all the information down, find out what's happened, and we realized that its second wheel had broken. Um, and so for a few months, yeah, we thought that that was it. That was it for the mission. We had no way to keep it pointed in space. Uh, the fuel, if we used the fuel, was going to run out in a matter of weeks or months. So that was it. So what would you do? So the Ball engineers, so Ball Aerospace are the people who designed the telescope. They're very smart people. I mean, your wife's an engineer, so you know all about this. Um, what they realized was that the photon pressure from the sun could count as like a third source of force on the spacecraft. But they had to balance the spacecraft like (laughs) symmetrically facing the sun. So the sun's pointed along the symmetric axis of the spacecraft. And then, so that's the third wheel uh, is the sun's pressure. And so the other two wheels balance the sun's pressure and they keep it pointed. But that means it can only point in one very specific direction, which is basically the direction the spacecraft is traveling, which is in the ecliptic around the earth. So it can only point at, for instance, the Zodiac constellations. So if you believe in astrology, this is your heyday. Interesting. This is your heyday. You know, can I just vent something about astrology? (laughs) One thing that bugs me that Carl, I love Carl Sagan. Everybody does. You know, he's he's nerd god or whatever. But um, he said he would always say the planets cannot possibly influence your thing. But what bugs me is the month you're born in does matter. I mean, well, if you talk to Malcolm the, Gladwell, it's rather not you get into the hockey team or like a different. School. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah, the yeah. reason so it matters is September you'll get in the hockey team. Yeah, like I had which one? Which book was this? Because outliers. He, he always I focused on. He always focused on like ju- you know Jupiter can't possibly affect, but you know what can affect what 
is going on? The sun. It's very bright, and it changes throughout the year. And so the month you're born in does actually matter. And there's an extreme example. I could prove it. Like, can you imagine, like, deer having astrology? Just like they're all uh, Aquarius or whatever, because it's like, hey, were you born after the first snowmelt? Yeah, me too. That's wow. funny, dude. Let's, uh, we all that. <laughs> Bambi That's a funny astrology, bit. yeah. Do that on stage. <laughs> yeah, I have. Have you done it on stage? <laughs> Not recently. I should. Now that I'm, I'm somewhat funny. You know, you should set up some punchlines some... with it, but you yeah. should do that. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to let there. the crowd know yeah. when to laugh. But, but keep the ball <laughs> low. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, because they're all born the same time. Yeah, would that be funny? There's astro- I got to research some of the astrology things. It's like you're an Aquarius, I'm an Aquarius, <laughs> and then the one the one deer that's like, I promised myself never to date an Aquarius. <laughs> they never get laid. Yeah, they got to do well with Aquariuses. Oh, so you don't like any deer? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. So it does matter, right? And I think. That probably is. Uh, there's even a distribution of people. We're not like totally one twelfth. Astrology lives matter. Oh shit! Sorry. Oh, there we go. <laughs> just move the mic, and it was all affected. We just erased the entire podcast. <laughs> so, but why I, do you think it would affect people, though? The sunlight. I don't know about effects, but I honestly I love the sky. So I grew up in the southern hemisphere, and you know you go out on a dark night, and the sky is incredible, and the planets they move in different directions to the stars, and there's shooting stars, there's you know clusters of stars. I can see why thousands of years ago you would venerate the sky that you would look up and you would be like this is some incredible larger than me thing which i can't understand therefore mm-hmm. you could attribute things to it that i mean nowadays i don't understand it mm-hmm. but i could understand why thousands of years ago you would think that this that they might influence you in some way yeah and back then they were still impressed by the sky it's no, they were still like, impressed by fire the sky it's not even zoomed in have you guys heard of that Griffith uh, Planetarium show is about that named astrology? After you? Yeah, it is actually my great grandfather. Have you guys been to that one hour long show about the planetarium with the sky and the astrology? Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Is that the one uh, Whoopi Goldberg narrates it? No, no, it's actually they just they have a live actor there. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. Oh, what we gotta get Whoopi Goldberg on the. She they get they get into it. And he's like like really theatrical. Thousands of years ago, people discovered the stars and Orion's belt and the meaning, and then they draw out each constellation and the meaning of it. And if you go back in time, you're like, that makes a lot more sense to things. So, yeah, I could totally see that. But it's also cultural, though. It's like, you look at that, you don't see a dude in a belt. No, you don't. Like It's like, that'd be funny if one civilization, everything was dicks. <laughs> so like here yeah, we have the big dick <laughs> and the just, little dicker. No, yeah. I bet it was. And they some at some point somebody came in and sanitized it. And they turned it to Uranus. You know, like they did. Some, it's, here just we the have the now. North Semi. Because <laughs> <laughs> they do that with like Egypt and stuff. They just never put it in the History Channel. We're like half right. of the hieroglyphs are like porn. <laughs> But they don't, like, ever tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Like, when they've done, like, garbage dumps in Rome, like, half of it is just gossip and porn. Yeah. But they're like, no, it's about the emperor. It's like, no, people are still the same. <laughs> they've always been drawing dicks, even yeah, in the sky. <laughs> so I love going to schools and talking about astronomy, but I have to say, whenever I talk about the solar system, you can see all of these, like, 9- and 10-year-olds sitting there waiting waiting is she gonna say it is she gonna say it and then i get there i'm like uranus and you can just oh Oh. are you gonna say that here are you gonna are you gonna take the plunge on surely you're joking uranus all right in a a really broad australian nasal accent uranus mate (laughs) uranus i like to go over there (laughs) 
just nasty. <laughs> Rod, do you know Rodney Rude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's Rodney Rude? Just a disgusting white trash comedian from Australia. With we this have white n- trash too. Yeah, with this nasty nasally accent. Just everything that comes out of his mouth is so crass and nasty. You can YouTube him, but it's how would you describe this comedian? Uh, unlistenable. <laughs> He's a character. We'll play a clip on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Australia are you from? Uh, near Brisbane in Queensland, which is kind of the cultural equivalent of Florida. Bogan, really? yeah. Bogan, yeah. That's a hillbilly. Do you yeah, guys have swing and everybody boats migrates or? there because it's cold everywhere else. And Do you guys have swing boats in that place? Do, do you, oh, we shouldn't get into the whole government the, system in Australia. It's very oh, different okay. from here. Is, do you guys run the entire country for some reason? What do you mean? Well, oh, the way Florida like, makes the decision. They're just like, ah, we can't decide. And then they just pick the entire yeah, and future. Ohio. And Ohio. A state that was yeah. banking on the railroad never adapted. <laughs> Yikes. Is Australian government better than ours, you think? It's not better. It's just very different. So, like, for instance, in Australia, when an election is called, it's called six weeks beforehand. So that's how long the campaign season is. Oh, no, God, that's so nice. much better. We <laughs> <Please, laughs> switch two to that. Years. I know. This is a record. I know. Coming in from Australia, I'm just like, how do you guys sustain this for we years? We don't. We get really angry. No, and then this seems the worst this ever. This is the worst of all time, I mean, without so question. I'm, I'm glad people are saying this, because this is my first time I'm really seeing. So I arrived in 2008, uh, which was, Obama already had the nomination, and it seemed pretty clear the way things were going to go. And then four years ago, it seemed pretty clear the way things were going to go. But this is the first time everything's really been up for grabs, and it's just a shit show. You guys are terrifying. <laughs> I'm definitely be. taking my family back to Australia yeah, if Trump gets sure. in. Yeah, no. But you, Trump is the most hated uh, candidate of all time and Hillary Clinton, I believe, is third. Oh, God. In the same election. That's just because people hate what they know about. God, we're they can this, literally only it, hold like five politicians. I think everyone would have been hated. It's just now there's so much access to information. Right, and it goes for so long that you can really only build up negative opinions of people, right? Yeah, like, imagine true. trying to maintain a positive, a positive campaign for yeah. two years. They're I mean, just, it's like dating them at this point. Yeah. And it's just like... It's, it's, it's it's a it's you roll over in bed, you're looking at Trump's face, you're like, oh, God. You'd rather gnaw off your arm than wake him up. I gotta, I gotta bring this up though. I gotta point out this is one of the things that's shitty about dictatorships, it's cult personalities. This is what happens all the time. It's just you, and they're not even up for election. It's just in your face, and you know, just, uh, it's just like a, it's a sociopath uh, contest. But this is this is what scares me the most about the way we're doing it and the fact that it's working. His strategy is working for Trump. Is just like we seem to be leading, like we're. We're leading into having a cult personality. Why do we want that? But like, see, why is you got to think system now. You can't think like Trump evil. It's like, how does he exist? That's like, that's what I mean. I'm not worried about like, him personally. I'm worried. Why, are, why is this working? Like, why does the strategy a thing that people well, I think want? the war on drugs. I don't. I don't like any of them. I mean, Clint, the Clintons were all about the war on drugs, which is the most destructive thing that has ever happened. Like, if you get pulled over with a gram of weed, they can take your car and sell it for a profit right now. That's insane. That's insanity. That, that came from the Clinton era? Well, I mean, yeah, part of it. Yeah, well, I mean, it started a long time ago. Reagan, like, well, Nancy Reagan was a proponent of a lot of that. I think people, people don't want to hear politics. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what this podcast is about. Yeah, surely you're joking, not surely you're talking about politics, which everybody agrees on. And also, uh, the irony of us bringing it like, yeah, we hear about it too much. Another thing about Trump... Yeah, we can literally go on all day. It's almost like your baby teeth. Like People love to hate. They love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Did you hate your baby teeth? No, but I used to touch it when it hurt. Like oh. when, when your teeth get loose, you uh. can't stop touching it because it's 
I don't think people like major pain, like your permanent tooth getting knocked out, but your baby tooth kind of wiggling its way out. It like mm-hmm. kind of hurts. It's and you annoying. Just keep touching it. <laughs> mm. yeah. You're like, yeah, I just want to feel a little of that. Yeah. My kid had an X-ray uh, when um, just uh, like a baby X-ray because it was an emergency thing. And have you ever seen a baby's adult teeth? It's like, terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. It is no, like they're there aliens. already. They're just like up there waiting. Yeah. A, a baby, alley. a baby yeah. skull has a baby adult skull teeth. is full of old teeth. It's just teeth yeah. all the way it's in. It's so scary. Whoa. It's straight up alien. It yeah. is just just there's teeth up here in the in, in the, the bones right. under the eye and they're enormous because it's That's like terrifying. it's a little baby head. yeah you're born with them <laughs> yeah, i was reading this book where the only reason we have crooked teeth is because our diet is so soft now that we don't chew enough to get a bigger i don't jaw. buy it i don't buy it we're a table of anglo-saxons i'm gonna state my theory i think anglo-saxon mexican i'm a quarter mexican well, you got to throw that in there well my mom has really good teeth and my dad doesn't and i have bad teeth so there you go Explain I think yourself, what my explanation hmm. is. What are the implications of this, Kevin? Okay, there's different cultures have the thing that, like, you know, the thing that stereotypes that that society, and then sometimes they'll even do stuff like they'll get, um, you know, they get in New Jersey, uh, you know, Jewish girls will get nose jobs, and then people are like, oh, you can't do that because it's hurting your heritage and everything. It occurred to me, I think the U.S. and England and Australia. We all have our thing that makes us different from the rest of people. Well, there's a lot of things. But, I mean, that one thing is our, you know, deformity almost. It's just our dissimilarities, our teeth. teeth. And Mm -hmm. so we, you know, that's why in the U.S. there's so much dentistry and orthodontists is because we're just all trying to fix it. But isn't it weird? There's no, there's no, like, shame or stigma about it. But I think there should be. There should be shame and stigma yeah, about teeth. Yeah, you should be like, people should come, like, people should be like, hey, I don't think it's cool that you're trying to change who you are. You should have your... Should your, earn your, that crooked incisor. Yeah. snaggle tooth becomes that's a, a cool proud, look. That's a proud it's British being smile. Near, being that's being nearsighted, <laughs> where it's like, I don't think you should hide that you can't see well with glasses. Right. <laughs> you should drive your car right into another human being. Right. <laughs> so I think we should start, uh, we should start culturally shaming people who get Braces. braces. Yeah, but it's like hunter-gatherers don't have braces ever. They don't have crooked teeth. I know. This is where I got... Do they not have crooked teeth they don't or do they not have teeth. braces? This is where I got this idea is my friend came back from rural China and he said everyone's teeth were perfect. Yeah. And he was just like, it was so weird. <laughs> like, it's true. No well, one you had, ever... Uh, you no, s- keep going. Oh, sorry. Do you ever see those commercials where you see little, they're like, help the donate $5 to these African kids? And I'm like, oh, they must have great dentists down there. But it's like, no, I think it's, it makes sense. It's yeah, the same do you ever thing. donate to the kids? I have. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't. Well, I know more about the organization before I donate, not just yeah, throwing money was, into a TV show. I would do show. it if I felt like I knew where it was yeah, going. Yeah, no, I'm not just going to donate to some place where I'm like, well, I hope it helps. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Did you hand deliver uh, basketballs and shoes you did to that in camera uh, the Baca? Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah, and I did it without <laughs> thanks or telling anyone about it. Except you on just this podcast just now. <laughs> you just you did. Give him a basketball. Competing I'm now. kidding. I didn't try and hide it. There's videos and pictures of it online. He's on YouTube. Give he me promotes a break. it. Yeah. He pays <laughs> to advertise it on his Facebook. Yeah, my what friend was a basketball. Uh, my friend was a piece. Of, well, this may shock you, but Africans are actually pretty good at basketball. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's not as bad as a crooked smile, but right. I mean, but if you're dealing with people that need, you know, like water dude, and stuff, it's straight. Like, you know, an airplane where uh, where he goes, he brings, he's in the Peace Corps, and he brings a basketball and shows them. And then they, the people are the Harlem Globetrotters, and they start. He's like, 
giving this little condescending speech. She's like, oh, they, I taught them rudimentary physical education. And they just start twirling it. It's exactly like that. Is it really like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just like, I, I, I'm not registering sarcasm right now. No, no. Is it, it really or is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh, basketball is? is cool. You can play it anywhere. Uh, you, you can don't play even, it anywhere. Well, all you need is a dirt. You don't oh. even need a... Um, all you need is a basket and a ball. A basket and a ball. And the things <laughs> that's hard to get is uh, the balls because they... They go flat and they get ruined. So, so they now they're going to need a pump. And so I brought you, pumps too. It's, you, <laughs> actually, I gave the pump to these kids because the kids get the little kids get the shitty balls at the end that are like oh. <laughs> that are all deflated. Right. And I just I totally like made these one kid's day because they had already given out all the the balls and they're like oh we have this one. I was like hey check this out. And they were you like it's, it up. Yeah, and it suddenly turned into like a real ball and they were. So but then when happy. did the kids kill each other over who had control over the pump? No, dude, they're they, so nice. Cameroons are so <laughs> nice. They're. Super Just nice. Kids like, kill each other with a pump. No, yeah, you, if, if there's not enough pumps, you just created a lot of conflict. Right. You've created a black market for pumps yeah. now. <laughs> you just destroyed their civilization. That's why it's hard to get stuff. It's really hard to get things through the black market. So you physically have to carry it in. That's one of the reasons those organizations are probably slightly bullshitty is that it's it's not. The money's you going to some fat there. cat's pocket. Yeah. It's not as simple as just giving something. It's never that. There's a reason why these things happen. There are more it's barriers not, than yeah. just the... It's not just, if only we were all just really nice, then all the problems would be solved. It's like, that's that's the market uh, right now in Brazil, man, because of Zika. They sold them Zika. To, Zika virus? So what do you think? 2016 Olympics, does Zika wipe out the athletic portion of the population for the next hundred years? Oh my God, that would be horrible because we spent so much time breeding Zika's these guys. Zika's a virus. These mosquitoes <laughs> are transmitting in South America and the babies can be born with abnormally small heads. Microencephaly. Tiny Very heads. small heads. Almost Griff-sized. <laughs> this is terrifying. It is. It's really scary. Well, do they still have all the oh, teeth? Oh, I think you don't know either. <laughs> do they have all the teeth, though? Yeah. Do they have adult teeth with the tiny heads? And you x-ray them and you, and you get That really would be scary. double frightening. Well, cool. Uh, this, we went down some rabbit holes on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about she, that. She definitely wants to come back and do this podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> Are you having fun? You yeah, this is great. Okay, good. That's good. Not time. really about planets, but it's lots of fun. <laughs> I know. Like, Nothing about planets. What's your satellite con? Oh, yeah. And be back to Romania. So Trump comes in <laughs> with. Do you, a, do you get to name any of the planets? <laughs> I get to informally name the planets, but officially they're all named Kepler, blah, 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 really? which is yeah. the worst. I apologize on behalf of the all of astronomy because the names are awful. Uh, I have a friend who he writes like little pop announcements, you know, because they'll find one like, oh, this one's almost Earth or something. And then, yeah, that's the main thing they're horrified. It was like, oh, Kepler 18937B or yeah. something. Right it's now, terrible. If you could officially, and they said, you know what, this goes down in the record books, you could officially name one of the planets, what would you name it? I always wanted to name my first planet Xena. Xena, Xena. Prince, Warrior Princess. Yeah. Wow. Which uh, one of the planets in the solar system was almost named that informally, right? I think so. Yeah, and then they yanked it away. Yep. Um, Xena? Yeah. Why'd they take it away from Because it, it was a not fictional really character. <laughs> they changed it to Hercules. Yeah, but so is Pluto. <laughs> He's a dog. Uh, <laughs> before before he was a dog, he was a mythological figure. Also fictitious. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow it's like, it's okay if it's ancient uh, Greek religion. 
Oh. Really? Which is weird. Why don't you start naming them after like modern religions? Really get oh, the no, controversy up. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the Jesus. Mormon, that's, yeah, that's the, the Joseph Muhammad Smith right the there. The very new yeah. dwarf planets that have been found in our solar system are all named after Hawaiian gods because they're almost all found with the Hawaiian telescopes. I know. There's still there's this underpinning of uh, cultural appropriation, I think mm. is the word I'm looking for. I want people to go for the jugular and start naming them after apostles, saints, uh, prophets from the Quran, like really go in okay. deep. Okay. Owen, what, what, what would you name one planet if you could name any planet? Penis. <laughs> this is but, why they're all named Kepler 186. But not Penis. That's so weird. You wouldn't call it Penis. That's so weird. Penis? Yeah. No, I don't own it. You don't? Ah. It'd be like Uranus or Uranus. It's like, ah, oh, Penis. It's like, no, it's oh, originally <laughs> called Penis. Because <laughs> everyone would say it's Penis. And it rhymes with Venus. Like, new discovery from Penis today. Yeah, I mean, like, you mean Penis? <laughs> Planet Penis? He's a great Scott. Let's get you on that. You don't need to, you don't need to apologize for me. <laughs> they named it Planet Uranus. And I'm the bad guy. Even <laughs> though, you know, Penis makes life. A seven-week-old baby. He's been set, yeah. It's really made it with one. my penis. <laughs> Woo. This has been Surely You're Joking. <laughs> and Dr. Jesse Christensen, thank you very much for being on the show. I'm glad you had fun. And thank you for yeah! such short notice, too. Thank awesome. you. Wow.